With more than 4 million sellers on Etsy, how can creative entrepreneurs like yourself stand out from the masses and sell more of your handmade goods without wasting hours on social media? That is the big question, and this podcast is the answer, where you will learn insider tips and proven strategies on how to turn your Etsy side hustle into a full-time business, giving you the freedom to be your own boss, have time with family, and more time to create. Hi, my name is Jenny Hall, and you're listening to the Handmade Sellers Podcast. Let's do this. Okay, so today I'm super, super excited. We have Sarah Sustainable with us. Her name is Sarah Davis Ata, and she is joining me. She is going to talk to you about her Etsy journey. So I know that we have so many new members here, and a lot of you have questions about where to begin and how far can I go with this and what does a beginner do? And Sarah, I want her to tell her story about where she started and when she started, and I want you all to learn from her. So Sarah, just go ahead and tell everyone who you are and what your shop is. Hello, everyone. (laughs) My name is Sarah. I'm currently going by Sarah Sustainable, which is my current shop name, Um, but that's kind of part of the processes to where I am now is still kind of figuring out who I am um, in terms of a brand, um, which I began learning as soon as I opened the course. (laughs) Didn't even realize that was a thing to the extent that it actually is. Um, But I do sell sustainable fashion, apparel, jewelry, and accessories and gifts. (laughs) Yes, awesome. So, okay, how long have you been a seller, Sarah, before you wanted some help? Like how long did it take you trying to do it on your own? So I would say I have actually been on Etsy since 2010, Mm -hmm. um, which my shop shows (laughs) clearly. (laughs) Um, But when the pandemic happened, um, and so there's a backstory there, but to just answer your question now, um, I basically, when the pandemic happened, I'm saw there was a demand for face masks and kind of included that um, as a product and listed a few on my Etsy because I had an Etsy that was kind of sleeping at the time. Um, but it was a channel that I knew I could list on. Um, and so I listed a few and got a few sales and knew that I wanted more than that and saw a future without face masks as well, um, thinking about my original product lines and knowing that there's something more with Etsy that's available to me. And so I started looking into how to maximize that and, and scale. And that's yes. when I found your group. Yes. Um, so when, so you've been on it 10 years. Um, what was the <laughs> hardest part? Like people do that. I have a couple of good people in here who have been on it for a really long time and they just couldn't get it to click. And so what was that hardest part for you that once you realized it, it really helped you start getting sales. What's that hardest part, Sarah? I think the game changer, well, for me, I didn't even realize the capabilities that are available through Etsy. Mm-hmm. I actually, um, the backstory for the 20, starting in 2010 was that I have always um, created products. Um, as long as far as I can remember, I've been wanting to be a fashion designer, a successful fashion designer. Um, And so I was selling actually in boutiques and things like that, but had some custom orders coming in and I had my own website, but I didn't understand how to use it for sales. And so my go-to then was Etsy, um, just from hearing through the grapevine. So I actually created a store solely to um, list custom orders and send the link to get sales that way. So since 2010, up until the point I met you, I actually only had 33 sales in my shop. 
um, didn't even understand stats, anything like that. I got one random order actually before the pandemic a couple of years ago that I was surprised by. So like I would, you know, kind of go back and forth between building my website, which was my main priority and then going to Etsy on occasion, you know, and I even had a Poshmark that was more um, active at the start until I realized that. So the hardest part, I guess, for me was one, realizing the opportunity in the first place and then, mm -hmm. okay, now, now what? When right. Was, right. Yeah. So it was yeah. now what? And that's so interesting that you said this because a lot of people say, um, oh, they want to build their own website to get all their sales, right? So they don't have to pay the Etsy fees, but what do you find about having your own website? Like what was the difficulty there? So now that's on pause. <laughs> um, and I, yeah, just the, the reach, I would say. And so once I hit pause in general mm -hmm. and um, started your course and got through the content the first time, <laughs> um, and so now it's been, it's been about a year and I've mixed that in with implementation and kind of everything else that is covered. Um, and now it's strategy and like planning how to and, and managing my time with now that I kind of understand a wider scale of like what needs to be done. But the main difference between Etsy and my website and why it's worth the investment in, in terms of all of the elements that go into an Etsy shop, that can then be applied to the website. And the benefit of doing it on Etsy first, I found, is that, you know, you're reaching people that... I don't know. And um, I think it's a common, I've seen it a lot with other sellers too, you know, the issue of my friends and family show interest, but then they don't buy. And that's really your, your reach without Etsy is your friends and family who might like your stuff. They might even have a custom order here and there, but it's not going to build a business. And um, that's what Etsy has been able to, I've been able to do on Etsy yeah. in the past well, year. It's yeah. huge for visibility. I mean, nothing can match the Etsy traffic, nothing. I mean, I have my own website too, and I can drive all that traffic there and Pinterest can help and Facebook can help. But when you're just starting out, and even now I get, I get new customers daily from Etsy. And so then you have them, and if you can get them on your email list or get them into your social media, you can send them anywhere you want. You can send them later to your website, but Etsy, you cannot beat the traffic. You just can't beat the traffic. Right. Yeah. Um, okay. So we have so many new people in here. So as a new member, when you started last year, what is something that you would tell a new member? Where do they start? Because when they look, they're like, they obviously think I want traffic and I want sales. So, and where did, where do you suggest that they start? So actually that's a very interesting question because now coming out of that mindset a year later, and having a little bit of a spike in sales actually recently, um, that kind of threw a wrench into my desire to sit down with the content and plan it. Um, I'm actually okay with a bit of a pause on sales for now, just to catch up on everything else, which is really important. So I would advise to not even necessarily worry about the about the sales right away. And yes, there's you know uh, reassurance that comes with okay, I just signed up for this course. Let me get let me make my money back. That was my mindset going in. And honestly, guys, I got that right away. Like it, it just, it happened. And I was already kind of seeing a little bit of that movement with the, you know, on my own with the face masks. But so, so there was a, a, a bit of a foundation 
and then joining the course within the first month, you know, that course material plus my own efforts, I made the money back. Um, and I would say that doesn't matter as much. Like, I'm glad I did it that way. I'm glad I, I you know, I, I had the confirmation that I made the right choice um, just for my own mental health. <laughs> that was <laughs> right. Um, but then it became a then it became like kind of an uphill battle because I was like wanting to see that revenue without, and that's fine from my experience, you know, I'm, I'm glad I've been getting those sales here and there, but I know that stopping, pausing, addressing the other items will be more consistent when I'm ready to get back into those sales. Like I want the sales to keep coming in. You know, but again, I also, I, something I've been telling myself in this past week especially is that, you know, I forget the exact quote, but um, pre preparedness is like half the way to success. Like yeah. if, you, if you can have the opportunity, but if you're not prepared for it, you're going to be haphazard in the way that I've personally experienced by not, um, by being so obsessed with the numbers off the bat. You know yes. what I mean? So that's the yeah. advice that I would give people starting out is the sales will come. And you want them to be consistent. And in order to do that, I would say slow and steady wins the race rather than, yeah. you know, getting right. that revenue right away and then kind of having this up uh, a roller coaster of like, okay, I want to not like, okay, now I have my branding, my, you know, all the items that you list so eloquently. <laughs> try to spill the beans on now. But, you know, it's like, okay, then I have sales, now I have to package. And if you don't have that system already like in place, so I think right now what I'm doing is going to take my own advice and like be okay without some sales for, I'd say a week, but realistically, I'm, I think it's important I give myself maybe a month to prepare for Halloween and holidays, which are the next big items. And I want to be able to continue that into the new year without having to do that again. <laughs> yeah, that's so important because that's what happens. People get so excited about their sales. They're like, oh, it's working, it's working. And then if they have a dip, they're like, oh my gosh, I have to create all these new products. And it's not necessarily that, right? So it's like, step back, let's fix one thing. Like, what's the one weakness that the shop has, right? How can you build it out? What is working? I think analyzing what is working helps too. So when you look at your stats now, how do you use them? Like, what is the most beneficial part of your stats to build out your shop? Ah, so that's also a very good question and something that I'm pausing now to yes. finally, like, look into more deeply quickly, you know, now that I'm aware of SEO and just aware of stats in general, when I post a product and it sells, that's a sign to look at that SEO more carefully, compare it to other items that are getting attention favorites, and then, um, kind of isolate the exact terms that are working for the items that sell the fastest. Yes, I love it. Strategy, you have a strategy, like you nailed it. You nailed it, look at what's working. Look at those phrases, that's what people want. Look at what they're favoriting and then see what you can expand upon, that's so good. So a lot of people are solopreneurs, right? We all start as solopreneurs. How do you, well, do you have anyone on your team yet, Sarah? Also amazing question, you're like reading my mind. I'm like a year later, all of these things are so relevant. I feel like I have personally grown so much since the first time we met live, um, shed all of like the shell of a person that I was, stepping into my business, being proud of it. Um, and so yeah, would you mind just repeating that question? 
Yes, wait, let me see if I can remember it. Oh yeah. So, <laughs> do you does anyone work with you? Because oh, you yeah, so that is on my mind. That is also kind of in the past month or so. So I, I posted a product, um, actually a fourth of July choker that last year I missed the ball on posting and yes. I didn't have the design quite right. But there was a little bit of interest and then it was like a week before July 4th, so I missed it. So this year I said it's a month before this is my goal. I you know, I didn't like how that felt last year when I knew I had something and I, I didn't sell it. And I almost feel like I have a bestseller. Like it, I posted it, don't have the badge, but for me personally, it's my best selling item like to date. I posted it and I just was able to implement everything to the point where it was like, it's not one of a kind. I can reproduce it. I can reproduce the listing quickly. And I shipped seven of them in a week. Ah, that's so, so awesome. Yeah, I know it was really exciting. Um, it helped me see, because I made a couple of different designs in that style. And so anyway, that got me thinking like that, you know, that turnaround was there, the scalability was there, and now I only have two hands. So, you know, that being said, having everything else in mind that I'm like really excited to, to get into each part and, you know, nail each part, put it together in the way that I'm saying, I'm feeling like I've definitely thought about having an intern come in. Yeah. yeah. What would you hand off? What's the one thing that, what would you hand off? <sighs> That's where I'm, I'm realizing that, you know, I have more personal growth to do because for me personally, two lists are a bit of a challenge. And I feel like, you know, in order for me to maximize the use of an intern, I need to be able to figure out my to-do list first. And so um, I wish I had an answer for you. Yes. Uh, quickly, off the top of my head, I'm, you know, I would love her to do a lot of different, or him, to do a lot of, a lot of different things. I would say packaging is probably, you know, something I'd like to do because I'm sustainable. Um, you know, there's a part of my business that I'm making my own boxes um, from cardboard, which I mentioned to you previously. Um, in conversations that we've had and it's just it's a part of the business that brings me joy in a very strange way mm -hmm. um you know so thinking about that more carefully do i even need to be still doing that um i feel like the answer is yes and so that could be something that i just have someone it's very mindless you know just make here some cardboard make some boxes yeah that would save you so much time. Just that yeah, one little would. piece of the puzzle. Because you have to choose, there are only so many hours in the day and you you have everything, right? So how do you prioritize creating, listing? Like, are there certain days of the week where you photograph, days where you create? So I've, um, I've actually been wanting to do that for a while and every week I feel like, um, until recently, I've, I've had that mindset of going in and, and wanting an exact plan. I think that's beneficial to have when the t when I'm ready for it, it's not mm -hmm. happened yet because yes. I've just not been prepared. You know, the orders come and it's great. Like I, you know, so it's, it's, it's been hard for me to stick to an exact schedule. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like now that I have an idea of products that I want to be known for, um, which is a shorter list than, you know, I've been able to narrow it down. This year has really been practiced. Yeah. Um, well, first learning, the first part was like learning. And I'm still learning. I'll always keep learning. And, you know, I've shifted into a place where I'm practicing and still kind of testing out, you know, what tasks are benefiting me the most. Mm -hmm. um, I would say in, in terms of my work cycle, product development is important, um, which I can now focus on less because I know what those products are in my mind. And I have a list written down as to the category, like the shop sections 
can kind of help narrow that down. And my shop section started out, like I remember asking you how many shop sections should I have, you know, and like they allow for 20. I had 14 at the time. Mm -hmm. And I think you recommended a few less than that, which I agree with. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Be known for a few things, right? Not, not everything, not everything. Um, let's see, there was one. Okay. So how far have you come? Like, so far, I'm actually knock on wood approaching 200 sales total from yes! shop. Um, within a, sh- a year, you know, like if you look back to 2010, it's like crap. Um, <laughs> seven years where I literally did, I made 33 sales total, but I had no idea what I was doing. And again, it was just a place for people to go and buy cut. Like those were my custom requests that I had gotten over the years. And like, so since sitting down and doing this, I've made over a hundred sales. Um, I want that to be much more experiencing this shift around the July 4th choker. That was a big hit shows me a couple of things. You know, I have a clear product that there's desire for the research in that category shows. There are several bestsellers that I have my eye on that I am now uh, have a plan to make better. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that being said, my next step is going to be scaling that of how far I've come, you know? Yeah. So, okay. So last thing. So what is your next goal? Do you have your next goal? What is it? Like you're up 200 sales. What's your next thing? Yeah. So I guess to stay away from numbers, um, you know, to, to be consistent and see that scalability, a tangible goal that I have. I also have been um, blessed enough to meet some photographers in my area since, joining your group, I learned to reach out in different groups and communities and local things. And there's actually a huge, huge um, artistic community here in the Bay Area where I am, um, not even in San Francisco proper, the surrounding areas. There's a lot of artists eager to work. There's a separate group for it that I found. Oh, that's great. Yeah. And so I've been doing photo shoots, meeting meeting photographers and models who I hope to feature my stuff. And long story short, the goal there, I have a couple more photo shoots coming up. I will be published in a magazine by the end of this year. Yay! I love that. So I that love it. Is, that is one tangible goal. And then yes. again, like the sales, the sales will come, I know, but my next goal is to actually also nail my brand. Yeah. Cause Sarah yes. Sustainable is not the final product. <laughs> That's okay. But like you said, you're always learning and growing and you're evaluating like there's no failing, right? We, we try something and we take what works and then we try again. And then we take what works, we try. Like, that's it, we're constantly building. I, like, I'm still constantly building, I've done it 10 years. So that you can amazing. always, your, your people will always want more. Your heart will be right in it in a certain way. Like you grow over time. So you do evolve. That's the beauty of business, being in business for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yep. Uh, okay. Thank you so much, Sarah. So, okay. If you have one piece of advice for all the new people here or anyone, what is just your one thing? Jump in. Jump in. <laughs> Submerge. Get yes. into it. Go, go for it. Um, learn as much as you can. Um, I don't regret a minute of it. I want to stay connected in this community of Etsy sellers with Jenny's guidance. Um, I feel like I have a mentor um you know and just go for it yeah 
That's awesome. Thank you so much for joining me, Sarah. Okay, y'all, thank you so much. I hope you enjoyed it. Check out Sarah's shop. I will drop the link below. And congrats on your like bestseller. So thank you almost. <laughs> you'll get that. All right, bye. Bye. Thank you for having me. Are you a handmade seller and creative entrepreneur who's ready to amplify your Etsy shop's visibility and sales? If so, then I invite you to join my community of more than 1,900 Etsy shop owners on Facebook called Etsy Sales and Marketing for Handmade Sellers. It's where you will get insider access on the latest strategies for writing SEO and for boosting your sales with simple and strategic social media marketing while surrounding yourself with a community of supportive entrepreneurs who are in your corner every step of the way. Join for free today by visiting www.jenny-hall.com slash Facebook group. Thanks for listening and I can't wait to see you on the inside.